shit. I'm sorry. I was in a meeting. The following episode of the Walking Dead podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios, matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates. Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. We always think there's going to be more time. And it burns out. It's The Walking Dead Podcast. Got any advice for me? This is The Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to The Walking Dead television show on AMC and The Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. So sit back, relax, and join the herd. podcast i'm scott and here with me as always it's mr gary hello gary hey i'm gary and i'm here and um i'm happy to be back man like oh, this has been a steady stream of us doing these again and it, absolutely it just, i'm feeling it right in the ghiblies you know like i'm just i'm really excited to be here um the joy the joy is back in my life <laughs> same Indeed. to you sir and, um 
also the show really hasn't been letting, hasn't been letting us down so um no no i mean uh, yeah. even this episode is uh rife with problems as it was um right they weren't really problems to get caught up on and it's um it goes back to some tropes we've complained about sometimes with the show but also yes one of the better versions of it in my mind so yeah um, yeah no it you know, went back it went back to something i learned and i'll mention it in uh, a class that i took and nice it's true you know if you and we'll get into that in a minute but um you know this is uh this is episode 240 of the podcast. Today we will be discussing season 11, episode four, rendition. But first, the sanctified boilerplate. Reverend Gary, all yours. <laughs> wow. I mean, I thought I was pretty good being Mr. You're, Gary. You're but the no, chosen I'm... one to do. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it has been it has been sanctioned upon me. There's no fire the scars on you. No, <laughs> I'm I'm heat proof over here. Uh, as always, <laughs> as always, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at TWD Podcast. TWD Podcast. That is the letters T W N D Podcast at gmail.com. Or by posting a comment on our Facebook page, which or, I think is still what? Yeah. Oh, oh it, it's still there. I think I was I was curious about that because I mean we're, we're very uh, you know wishy washy on our Facebook appreciation here, but uh, we still run a Facebook page. No, we're not on Facebook. We're not wishy washy about it at all. Slash. We don't support. Facebook. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. We don't support Facebook at all. Um, but on, was, on top of that, that, what was that address again? I I kind of talked over you there. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, our listeners. Uh, new and old, they understand that Facebook is kind of a graveyard, but we still have a page on facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast, which we still post updates on. We still post our newest podcast releases. If there's anything really big going on in the show, news wise, we try to post it there. Um, and we actually have a pretty good community of people that, you know, pop in and chit chat with us and, you know, comment on the uh, articles and whatnot. So if you want to have some feedback and join in the conversations, head on over there. I know we've both talked about this before. You and I have both used Audible several times to do uh, audiobooks with the um, the Walking Dead titles. What were they? The, the the Rise of the Governor was that it? That's one of them. Yes, Jay Bonin Singer, right? Was that his Jay name? Jay Bonin Singer, right? Has written the first ones. I think there are other authors as well, but yeah, there was the Road to Woodbury, uh, the Rise of the Governor, and then the Fall of the Governor. There's one about what happens at Woodbury after the governor. Yeah, that's cool to see. There was some sort of good situation there because I didn't even know that was a thing. But that's yeah, those, cool. those books are all based on the, the graphic novel story. I mean, the backstory of the governor is actually very interesting. Wow. From um, Road to Woodbury and um, the Rise of the Governor. Well, if you want to check that out or pretty much anything else you could think of as a book, a newspaper, a magazine, um, a random uh, fanzine on the internet, probably um, uh, spoken word content. They have audiobooks. They have. Uh, are they doing their own radio shows now? They have been putting forth original content. It's it's um, not quite a radio show, but more like an audio drama or yeah, dramatic. You know, multi actor um, audio story. Audibletrial.com/dead. 
get a free audiobook, free magazine, free uh spoken word content, whatever it might be, you know, like a walking dead a walking dead thing, you know, whatever you want. Audibletrial.com slash D E A D, which is our link to go to. Yeah. For your free audiobook, for your introductory membership. Right. Um, aside from that, the last little bit we have here, Death Squad Z, the Walking Dead No Man's Land mobile game. We talk about this every week. We love this game, guys. Um, they just released uh, the newest character was a uh, shoot. What's the guard's name? Mercer. Mercer. That's right. Thank you very much. The orange stormtrooper himself. Uh, if you want to collect him or any of the other new characters, they keep adding to the game. They added Shane. They added Beth. They added Yumiko. Um all sorts of characters just in the last year or two itself. Like they just keep adding stuff to this game. It's really fun. Um, you can add, or you can add, or I don't know what I'm saying there. You can add, join our or group. Add. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you can join a group death squad Z on walking to no man's land. And uh, we just basically just kick butt every week. You know, we're like Carl. We're just little kick butters. And I'm just trying to be PC right now, but we're little Judith. kick asses. That's Judith. Yeah, yeah, it's Judith too. Little ass kicker. Um, you're right, little ass kicker. Um, but yeah, no, just like we have fun. We collect our characters. Uh, we collect weapons. We just go and just kill lots of zombies and people all the time. And it's a really fun little uh, time saving, little fun game. So if you want to join us, it's Death Squad Z on the Walking Dead No Man's Land mobile game. Available in the Apple App Store and I think also Google Play and pretty much any type of app store you can think of. Walking Dead, No Man's Land, Death Squad Z. Yep. That's a bet. Boilerplate. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Reverend. Appreciate it. And time. Uh, tie the, my next bout of Monopoly money, 10%. <laughs> I'll give you a I need my on boardwalk. <laughs> All right. Thank well. You. Now on the main event, our recap discussion of Season 11, Episode 4, Rendition. reminds me, Gary, of something my professor said in screenwriting class. There aren't really any new ideas in film. What makes a movie memorable is how an idea may be presented in a new way, or at least good. <laughs> and I think rendition was like that for me. Most of what happened, I've seen before in a variety of shows and movies. Even this show itself. Yes, yes. And so I uh, had some examples I wanted to give uh, it's something that I've complained about before where roll my, you can perceive my eyes rolling. Okay. Having been in the military myself, that the first of thing course. is Hollywood's perception of how military people talk and interact with each other. You will often hear metaphorical references to the whole, we few, we happy few, we band the brothers from Shakespeare. Uh, some mention of such and such occurred quote unquote on our last tour that was here. Mm -hmm. Uh, all often. the politicians betrayed us, you know, right. Those tropes are the same from the stereotypical disgruntled veteran or disgruntled soldier. 
Mm-hmm. And so we get we, we get that on full display here. The tight knit group. I mean, that's not really an exaggeration, particularly for combat soldiers. So saying what I've said, some of these things do apply to uh, people who go through the experience of combat together, but it's not, it, it's not like 100% universal for everybody that serves in the military has a kind of relationship with the other people they serve in the unit. So, I mean, I, right. for example, I haven't talked to anybody or seen anybody from the unit I was in and, at least 30 years. Uh, but I guess if I had gone into combat or whatever, I might. It's hard to say, particularly if, you know, you were involved in something where somebody saved your life or some something like that. So it's kind of a, a gray area. But my point is you see these types of tropes are repeatedly when there's military characters involved. They do it on Arrow all the time. With oh, John yeah. Diggle 100%. and his wife. And... Uh, yep. Yeah. So uh, now the second, the whole psyops, psychological operations thing with the fake out, the subject of the interrogation is placed in a potentially life-threatening situation that appears to be spontaneous just so they can be seen how they handle themselves. Usually while trying to save another person who is in on the whole thing, but pretends not to be, only to find out it was a test at the end of it, when they see all the people from the group that held them captive standing there, when they get out watching them, we had that today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we even so. had kind of a version of that with the uh, the whole waterboarding thing of Daryl. You know, we're like that to me was maybe a counterpoint slightly to what you're obviously. Yeah, no, that that would, that would fit in there too. The the waterboarding, the, the that's a standard. That's a standard interrogation thing that you see in all the movies now. I mean, they did it in, believe it or not, yeah. they did it on those short-lived The Firm. Oh, did they? Yeah. To me, I mean, even though a lot of the stuff, like you said, was very stereotypical, like to me, that was kind of effective, the waterboarding thing. Oh, oh yeah, of course. That's why they the use it. The rest of it, it works. Exactly. Right. And I mean, like the way they did it was very visceral and not kind of like standard just a guy pouring water on top of another guy and like okay you know mm-hmm. like the, with the whole the flipping bed thing and like oh, yeah. i don't know it just seemed more dramatic than a lot of the stuff you normally see in the typical military yeah. Yeah. torture scene um maybe it's just me because i like daryl and like you know i was on board already but like but to me in, that in, really in zero dark 30 they had that there was mm-hmm. a prominent scene of the guy torturing right so they captured using waterboarding does that take you out of it, knowing that that might not be the way it would work in an actual military setting, or do you appreciate it for what it is? Or well, it's one of those things that it's used, but it's sort of against the rules, hmm. the official rules. I mean, for a while there, it, it was used, but it's 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 such a reviled practice that that um, I think its use is probably much more limited than it was, say, twenty years ago. Or in the years right after 9/11 and and um, uh, the initial years in Afghanistan and Iraq, probably used a lot more. Well, not probably was used a lot more, but it's such a reviled practice. But no, I I completely agree with you. It that's it, it. But at the same time, it is what they expect that the fan base expects or the the viewer expects to see that happen. <laughs> So they do it because 
it's an easy way to connect you into this thing that would terrify anybody. And it's something that's not, that's completely plausible to you that somebody who operated like the Reapers would know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so the third thing, and we've seen this in the walking is the walking dead trope. Our heroes meet a new mysterious and potentially dangerous group only to find out that someone they know is a member (laughs) (laughs) with Woodbury. It was Merle. Uh, Andrea kind of, but we saw the evolution of how she became part of Woodbury. Then we have the saviors where we see Morales. Of course, that's kind of minor. That's more like this is just a familiar guy because everybody forgot who he was. Yeah. He was just in what would five of the first six episodes or four of the first six episodes. And then we Mm -hmm. have the Reapers and, and Leah. Yeah. So he was only in one episode. But, yeah, but the fact that she ends up being part of this and Daryl knows her and I mean, it, it all it all works. I mean, really, it was mostly important for Daryl and he of is course. basically the head of the show at this point. So, yeah, you know, it works really well and it was effective. Oh, oh um, yeah. No, no, I'm I'm I'll get to that. <laughs> no, no, totally. I'm sure you will. And I, yeah. I, I, I like the way they played it, but I agree that they kind of also played on a trope there a little bit. We're like there's this new mysterious group that comes out of nowhere. And the only one that knew about it was Maggie who had dealt with them before. And then now they've all seen kind of what they can do. And Daryl's the only one that gets swept up in it. And of course, of course, exactly. That that's actually a much better explanation. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, I just kind of read out beat by beat what you said. Um, But yeah, totally. That's kind of the way it's going, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of a TV thing too. So, mm-hmm. but no, that's, that's a perfect explanation, actually. And the fourth example that I have was, and perhaps this is one of the tropes I've seen most often in dystopian or post-apocalyptic stories is a group of survivors interpret some kind of seemingly miraculous occurrence as a sign they have been chosen for some special status and a higher cause. The Whispers with Alpha and Beta, yeah. to a lesser yeah. extent. And yeah. then this was also used in season two of a show called The Last Ship which is about a, a Navy ship in a world where most of the human race has been wiped out by a plague. And those who were find out they're immune to the plague develop this belief that they're superior to everybody else. And it's their job to make sure that all the people who aren't immune are infected and die so that the superior can inherit the earth. I agree. And, I feel yeah. like we've seen more groups like that, though, but I can't think of what their name was in the show. Well, the uh, the wolves had a psychosis like that. Didn't the um the cannibals also have that kind of? Mm. Didn't they feel like they had a higher purpose, or am I totally ris- no? I think that? that was more like they had been starving. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. They did because they had you're either the um, you're either the hunter or the cattle or something like that. I can't remember the exact phrase. Mm. But you're either the on top or your your sheep. So yeah, I guess but it wasn't they, quite like I was remembering too. Where I, I kind of remembered them thinking they had like divine purpose. No, almost. I don't remember, like they were. I don't recall. No, that I'm I'm probably case. wrong. I'm probably wrong. I just that was partially in my head. There may have but, um, been someone, but I can't remember. I can't remember that. Hmm. I don't. But uh, in spite of all of that, anyway, I still thought it was a well executed as a story um, for like what you said, it, it really worked, you know, mm. only interesting 
to see what happens to Daryl. As far as I'm concerned, it's really, it was well done, but not particularly imaginative or exciting. I mean, it, it's sort of a underwhelming reason why they are what they are. Cause it's not really that much different from why anybody else acts like that. Well, you know what it reminded me of a lot, and I'm sure you probably thought of this too, watching this one, especially cause it was the team split up and you see both sides of it in su- uh, subsequent episodes, but then also uh, one of the episodes was about Daryl being chained up was when he was with the saviors and kept in that room right. with that record playing. Right. Um, and we see his escape from the saviors and whatnot and how that all goes out. It wasn't necessarily the best, most thrilling episode, but to me it was really cool because I don't know, maybe because it's to me, it's a walking dead trope that like you get to see both sides of a scene where like you saw Maggie's side last week, this side you see this week, you see Daryl's side. Mm -hmm. Um, But also there was a connection there for Daryl as there was with the savior thing. Um, he was locked up in a no-win situation, right? As was kind of with that, um, and now he's proving himself again. But it's kind of like, I don't know. I love when he's put into like not just him with Daryl, but also any of the Walking Dead survivors. These, you know, heroes we follow. I love seeing them have to try to get out of no-win situations, and this was definitely that. We're like, even Daryl was playing along. He's like, I, I don't know what else to do all I want to do is try to save my dog and get out of here. And I, yeah. I don't know how to do anything, you know, and I have this, I have this one woman I can kind of tug on her heartstrings, um, you know, and we have a connection and maybe we can make something happen here, but like, that's my only chance to have any luck out of any of this. Um, and yeah, I don't know. To me, it was just really worked, but I could also see the weak points in it because it's been ground. We've treaded, many times before especially with the show and and again they they tried it and and we've seen it there's another there's always another big bad right around the corner right and they finish one and then there's another one so i don't know how else you could do that but uh anyway they've done it again gary they've done it again they have so but i was mainly interested in this to see what happened to daryl i mean the rest of it seemed minimally interesting although these Reapers seem like a truly formidable adversary for the final season. So I'm certainly interested to see what happens next and how they actually defeat this guy Pope because the the most dangerous and truly difficult people to defeat are the true believers. And he clearly Absolutely. believes in this and believes Definitely. he's chosen. So he's not going to feel fear or shrink back or change his mind because he believes he has a divine calling. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, the, the scariest villains, the ones that they believe they're the hero of the story. Yeah, I, 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 um, so I'm, I'm interested to see what happens again next. And, and I was glad that they kind of switched to Daryl's experience because I was wondering last week what happened to Daryl. Did he get away? Did he hook up? I, I didn't realize until after I watched uh, Hunted that Daryl was just in the very beginning of it and runs off. So I, and of course at the beginning when he's, when Daryl's fighting with those Reapers and the guy picks up the dog and throws in the dog yelps, I thought, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing exactly what I was afraid they were going to do. They're going to, they're going to kill off the dog and they're going to hurt the dog. And then I was just hoping, all right, I hope I, it's just referenced and I don't have to see it, you know? Um, yeah. 
and then the reveal that the one reaper because you can tell the one reaper that's kind of chasing him a little bit as a woman yeah you can see the female eyes behind the mask when it's revealed that it's leah now i didn't remember who she was at first Mm. for just a second i go oh that's that woman that he was with and i couldn't of course remember her name i'm saying her name but i'm gonna be honest here i had to look it up Well, I remember the name, but like, even though I assumed that's who it would be when I saw the like blonde or gray, I'm not really sure what color they're going with, with the hair, with the lighting, whatever. Um, I remembered her with the brown hair, which right. even when they showed the flashback scene, we forget that's what she had. We forget this is like five or six years after that stuff. Right, right. And God knows what's gone on with this woman beforehand, you know, right. and like we only saw basically one scene with her. So like I, I remembered a woman that was close to uh, close to uh, Daryl that we had seen earlier this season, but I had no idea. Like when I saw that face, yep. I'm like, yep. I feel like this is someone that's supposed to be important. I'm assuming it's Leah because it was just this season with Daryl. So I'm assuming it's that, but it actually, I, it actually wasn't. It was last season. Well, right, right, right. But uh, sorry, within the time of the show. Anyways, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it's so hard to throw like even it was last season, but it was supposed Merging. to be a while ago. Last season, I'm like, I, I oh, yeah, don't know. because you and I just watched the <laughs> yeah, just got to watch it a few weeks and ago. And it all it all kind of melds together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to me that threw me off. The different color of the hair, and we'd only seen this woman once. It wasn't like she was a longtime character for two or three seasons that right. was Daryl's right. love interest, you know, and then it was gone. Um so that kind of threw me off a little bit, but I, I had to imagine that was who it was because that was the only one that made sense. And it oh, was. Yeah. yeah. As soon as as soon as I recognize her, it took me about 15 seconds. to re- Oh, OK, that's that woman. Right. Because I don't I don't re- didn't remember what her name was. Um, but when I realized you don't see her right away, I thought at first when they show her from behind that she's holding mm-hmm. the dog. And so I'm like, oh, great. She's got I knew that's what was going to happen when she saw mm-hmm. the dog. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, she's going to grab the dog and threaten to kill the dog to get Daryl to surrender. And then I remembered because the dog, then when I saw the dog is sitting there next to her, she's not forcing her. I remember and felt much better. I'm like, well, shit, it, it's her dog. <laughs> That's yeah. her dog in the first place. And I love that line. She goes, I always thought he liked you better. Yeah, that was great. He, he wouldn't run when the dog wouldn't leave with Daryl. So, I mean, I was relieved. Okay, nothing's going to happen to the dog. Yeah, so that's that's where my mind is. I don't give a shit about Daryl at that point. I'm just, don't hurt the dog. <laughs> right. As long as there's no John Wick like yeah. dog killing situation going on uh, here, I'm OK with it. That that that's really why I won't watch that. Same here. I have yeah. the 4K Blu-ray collection, whether yeah. it's called 4K Ultra Disc. I bought it because I have a PS5 and a, a 4K TV and I want to watch those movies because I hear they're so great. I can't do it because the first movie opens up with a dog getting hurt. I, yeah, I can't. Not- not gonna do it. I'm, I'm I held as good off, as movies might be. I, I can't held do it. off on um, what the hell was that with Kevin Spacey where he plays a politician? Oh, uh, House, House of, cards? of Cards, yes. The practically open scene is him choking a dog. Oh, wow, really? And I didn't watch it when I heard that. And so then I gave it a shot and I'm like, okay, if I just can't take it, I'm going to turn it off. And what it is, is you have to understand the context of the scene. You don't actually see him choking the dog. You can just see him reaching down and doing it. And the context is the dog was just hit by a car and it's suffering. Mm -hmm. And so he, 
he kills it because the dog is not going to live. And the dog is suffering, so he he does that so that to put the dog out of its misery. So well, when I well, I saw that, and then he, there's this little soliloquy where he talks about one of the things he doesn't like is pain that doesn't serve a purpose. And he says this, what happened to the dog is pain that doesn't serve a purpose. And he, he, he explains he did that to both spare the dog from further suffering and so that the, the owners of the dog didn't have to come and see the dog dying. Hmm. I guess that's one way to look at it. But um, the fact is, though, that you don't have to actually see it. So that's I don't think they could get away with filming that. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I mean, even in Platoon, where the one soldier shoots the pig, you just see him fire the shotgun off screen and then the pig squeals. So even that's tough, but you don't have to like yeah. see him shoot the pig. That definitely helps, but it's still rough. Yeah, no, it's it's um, yeah, I don't think anybody likes that stuff. So um, and then, of course. He meets uh, Leah in season 10, episode 18, Find Me. I don't rem- I hadn't remember what she told him about her past until I read the recap on that episode. But apparently in in that in that episode, she had told him when he, she showed him the picture of her her dead son. That she lived with she survived with a group of soldiers. Of course, mm. she didn't. I don't recall her telling him that she was one of them, that she was also a soldier that she was part of that unit. Me neither. So, um, anyway, you know, um, the fact that they were soldiers and then private military contractors or mercenaries explains how they fight so well. Cause remember I was last week, I'm like, these guys are like the league of assassins they are like super skilled and really, mm-hmm. you know, good at all of the, the combat arts. And this explains it because they were soldiers. And yeah. So they had the, and how they also know enhanced interrogation techniques, which is a fancy word many people say for torture. So the title of the episode, in fact, rendition, given the uh, next on scenes from last week and then uh, the word is directly derived from a process in which a subject is tortured for information by sending them to a country where the rules of humane treatment of prisoners are less stringent. This is one of the reasons why we sent uh, prisoners that we captured in Afghanistan and Iraq to Cuba, to our base in Cuba, because it's outside the jurisdiction of the U.S. law that mm. uh, requires, prohibits the use of tactics like waterboarding and things to get information. And of course, that was before there was some pushback on it, and then they uh, revised those regulations, but that's the uh, the tactic. Uh, the oath when when Pope says w- welcome him and they all right, say I was that curious when they say fortitudo siludus this literally means strength from salvation and it's uh it's um it perfectly fits Pope's motivation this is repeat reportedly a um, this is reportedly a verse from Psalm 140 in the King James Bible in Latin Huh. I mean, it fits perfect strength through salvation. That's exactly his MO, like you were saying. I like that. I really like that, the use of Latin. I had a feeling it had something to do with strength because fortitudo or fortitudo. Yeah. 
um, certainly is a is the root word for fortitude. I didn't know what salutis, but salutis could be. I thought perhaps had to do with health. Hmm. Um, but apparently, it's a, a reference to salvation because salud. Interesting. Salud is the uh, Spanish word for health, so it would be derived hmm. from whatever. Latin, so it sounded like that was it, but apparently it literally means strength from salvation. So, very and cool. Like their Latin, Latin um, mottos or mottos in Latin is is a fairly common occurrence for military units. My squadron that I was in, in uh, the Marine Corps, was uh, their motto was, um, I believe it was Vini Vidi Vici. Mm which means I came, I saw, I conquered. Yeah. I've heard of that. That's a great one. And then there's the famous one uh, to uh, to liberate the oppressed, il oppresso liber, mm-hmm. libre, is uh, supposedly the general motto for special forces or for the Green Berets, I guess. Don't quote yeah, me. Yeah, I love that. all I, I know it's special <laughs> forces motto, il oppresso libre. So. Very cool. Yeah. So I like, I like that. I thought that was really, and, and that kind of makes them even more um, scary. Because I was just going to say, it kind of helps with the whole them and this common thought and common motivation, common focus with this. It really shows that they're all really drinking the Kool-Aid of that whole military kind of feel, you know, they're, they're all bought in, you know, like exactly, they all bought in, and then, um, like even the Marine Corps, Semper Fidelis, always faithful, or or the Coast Guard, Semper Paratus, which you hear the main character in Sharknado say over and over and over again. <laughs> I think it means always prepared. <laughs> I don't know. I was Very ever cool. in the Coast Guard. <laughs> So anyway, this is, I recall that this is not the first time Daryl ended up with another group who found them to be an asset and they were of questionable moral character, that being the claimers who Daryl was with for a little while. So it's the second half of season four. It seems like such a long time ago. That's about when we started doing the podcast right after the, the middle of season, second half of season four. Long time. Yep. Yep. So... The claimers, yeah, that had to be season four, right? Because it wasn't yeah, no, that, season that five was, yet. That was after, but that was between the um, the prison uh, attack by the uh, by the governor's new people, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, when they made it the terminus. Right. Wow, so long ago. I know. I know. Seems like such a long time ago. For real, <laughs> it really does. Even yeah, though, yeah. like in the the amount of TV we watched hasn't really been that long, but the amount of years it's been seven over yeah. seven long time. Oh yeah. No, that happened right around the, just before we started doing the show. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah, Daryl be okay. Hmm. Daryl be okay. He's been through this before. <laughs> yeah. I remember what he said, I've been through worse. <laughs> yeah. And he really has. Yeah, and he, meant, just he meant having to listen to Easy Street over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. He he can deal with some uh, burning rooms. He, he's okay with that. Oh, that one, that one, um, 
that one scenario in No Man's Land where you have to go shut the the, the <laughs> boom boxes off and yeah. it keeps repeating that song. And by the time you get done, you're like, I'm going to kill myself. Because it's just the same Oof. notes over and over again. I'm like, this is even worse. Yep. Than listening to that song from Annie. Because at least you get the whole song yeah. with the Annie thing. This is just a, oh. the same like. Oh yeah, but t- and that like makes and me and go through that level really fast to shut that shit off. By the time I get the last one off, I'm like, oh my god, I want to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and th- th- same th- here. It and it's only for like it only takes like you know five or six minutes to finish. Imagine how you sit in that for hours <laughs> and hours and hours. And hours, Gary. Hours, hours. So many hours. Yeah, so many hours. Yes. Uh, no, I, God, I don't. Just kill me. It. Can me we down. stop imagining it, please? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the next episode. It appears they're going to be at the uh, Commonwealth, and uh, the scenes from the next episode were were fairly good, uh, fairly interesting. Some of the things they see there. I, I wanted to point out the, uh, I watched the uh, behind the episode thing that they have, the little seven minute segment mm-hmm. that they have. Um, since we watched it on AMC Plus, I, I really like that uh, Angela King was talking about the thing they did with Leah. That was always part of the whole, the whole arc of her yeah. story. It wasn't something they came up with after she was on that one episode. She was on that episode knowing that she would be in these episodes with the, the Reapers. So I, I like that it's organized because a lot of times it seems like they pull a Star Trek and they, oh, yeah, we'll like retroactively add this as part of the uh, continuity. And you can tell there's a few holes in there. Yeah. So, but I'm glad that this was by design. Me too. And it, you can tell that they like actually put thought into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There wasn't just a random character they threw in just to try to make it make sense they actually put in a few episodes and like built up a story and made it work all right well that's our episode for this week again you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our facebook page which is on facebook and of course somewhere out there somewhere out there in the the ethersphere Either somewhere out there, yeah, in the nether realm of Facebook. Indeed, indeed, the graveyard of uh, social dignity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and of course, there's never been a better time to be a nerd. Indeed. So stay safe, Covington, Kentucky. Wave high to Hike. Cincinnati. Hike. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Covington? It's right across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio. And I want to thank all of you for not being here today and not having this meeting with me or, or being seen on your way out. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please take a moment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also post comments on our Facebook page. The Walking Dead podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. 
If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.